Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello, and welcome to the Lightspeed Magazine Story Podcast. I am Jim Freund, your host. Lightspeed Magazine is edited by John Joseph Adams, and our podcast is produced by Skypoot Media. This week's story is The Bottle Dancer, performed by the author Celeste Rita Baker. It is copyright 2020. Celeste Rita Baker is the author of Back, Belly, and Side, a book of short stories, some in standard English and some in Caribbean dialect. A Virgin Islander currently living in New York City, she has published stories in the Caribbean writer, Calabash, Abyss and Apex, Outcast Hours, Strange Horizons, and several other places. A proud graduate of Clarion West 2019, she loves doing live readings and has participated in the Blurred City Con and the BSAM Memphis Con, and has taken many other opportunities to share her work with audiences, sometimes in costumes that she makes herself. Her website is celestritabaker.com, and she's quietly on Twitter at 10west55. So, stay safe and buckle up. We're going to light speed. Glass Bottle Dancer by Celeste Rita Baker. When the words glass bottle dancer come to me as I was daydreaming, listening to music on the radio, I thought it sounded like something I'd like to see. Didn't think it would change my whole life. I imagine it might mean taking a bunch of soda and beer bottles, laying them on their sides and stepping on them without having them roll away. I thought a limbo dancer might do it to add something special to their act. Me limbo ain't that low. Nothing in my life particularly high or low. But the idea of glass bottle dancing came to me every time somebody took me parking space or cut in front of me online or called me out my name. Every time a boss say I must call Harbor Market and remind that greedy cheater that moving he expired foods from the expensive side of town to the other shop on the poor people's side of town ain't nice, ain't fair, and is against regulations. When day after day I must pick up the people them phone and talk to the store owners while they're laying on their yachts in the marina and I can't cuss them stink but must be polite and act like this the first warning and we don't speak every month. It's times like that, that glass bottle dancing does jump to the forefront of my mind like that gonna do anything to change the world. Day come when Miss Aggie, who make 106 on she last birthday, died dead. She sit down on the park bench, resting, as she always do when she going from helping the children with their homework in the library after school to stopping by the rum shop to have two shot glasses of gin with a half a wedge of lime and a garlic clove. She does stop there five days a week, making jokes and telling tall tales. 
She laughed at us, bust out the door, and sashay down the street. But that day, she sit down on the park bench and ain't get up. Look there, I said to myself. Miss Aggie live a good life. She do good things and she had fun. She wrinkles more, laughed and frowned. She a doer, not a watcher. So Mabel, I say, Mistress Mabel Delacorte, you may be 229 pounds. You may be shaped like a ripe avocado what done fell from the tree, bruised and almost bursting. And you may be looking 50 years in the baby as she eye, but you gonna teach yourself glass bottle dancing. Wasn't no trouble to gather the bottles. My husband, Franklin, we just call him Boyo, even though he is two years older than me and ain't no way childlike and we four children. I know you ain't bound to remember their names, but I gonna call them for you anyway, cause they precious and important to me. Gloria, Kenyatta, Ruh, and Finality. They all like soda pop and beer, so it always have plenty bottles in the trash. I fish them out and hide them under the kasha bush in the backyard till I have enough, about 30. A Saturday come when I in the house alone. I try to do the thing. Well, my son, was a lot harder than in me imagination. I lay all the bottles out in the yard, close to the kasha bush, in case I have to shove them back quickly to hide. Me ain't want nobody asking me what I doing. Me ain't know myself why I doing this irrational thing, plus sneaking around like I ain't have the right to soda and beer bottles in me own house, me own garbage. I take off my yard slippers and rest my big toe on one brow cream soda bottle, testing. First thing, it hot. Hotter than the hot sand at the beach. Me ain't expect that and my foot jump back like it had meat with Jack Tanya's sting. I stare down the hill to the blue of the ocean, imagining the coolness soothing my big toe. Mommy, what you doing? My youngest home from major at practice. I supposed to pick she up at 5.30. Who'd her ask if she a ride home? Make she sneak up on me like this. What you mean, what I doing? You ain't see me tallying up these bottles for the recycling? The governor said we're not doing that anymore, remember? He said if anybody recycling anything, it won't be us. We are sending all our garbage to them stateside, unsorted, remember? She taking civics and she's second year high school. She know everything. Finality. If I had known she was going to be so last wordish, I would have named she Datsun off Rose instead. Well, I sort in and recycling. Ain't right to have all this mess just sitting upon Mother Earth. Like, 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 like. I fumbling now because I wasn't expecting this. So much trash. I know that's weak. So I launch into full mother tongue. And what you doing home so early? I was to come get you for 5.30. Who call you was riding in? Why you ain't call me? Better not be that Roland. I know from me cousin at the DMV he got a car but no license. You sister in town too? You ain't think to look for she? Could have saved me a trip. Your father know where you are? What happened to practice? You and Miss Malvo buttonheads again? Oh, mommy, she say, as if I is any and all kind of problem to she. I watch you straight back as she move off, heading to the side door. Jeez and bread, my son. 
In addition to attitude, she growing hips too. I put all the bottles back under the bush and go inside to start chopping vegetables for a salad. It's Saturday. I don't cook no hot meal on Saturday. Boyle reached home for me netball coaching round 7.30. He meet me in the living room with me feet up on the couch listening to the radio. It have a show I like where people just go all around the world talking to black musicians. Mabel, how you do? You sick? He say. Like this the first Saturday we spending together in all these 27 years. And he ain't know I ain't cooking today. I good man. How was practice? I ain't move off the couch. All the other days I just pushed and pushed and pushed till I exhausted. Boyo, take things in his stride. Of course he do. He have me. Them girls getting really good, he say. We might take championship this year. He does say this every year. He have more faith than me, because by the time the girls get good and know how to work together, they just go off to college. You ain't cook? He rests his hunches down on the couch next to me thighs, lean in close, and put his sweaty hand on my forehead, as if feeling for a fever. He drag his hand down my face and neck and let it rest on my right breast. Junian stop running from the ball then? I take his hand down gently and hold it in my lap. The skin of his fingers thick and hard. He is a teacher, but he built like he born to carry weight. He turn his fingers to knead me thigh. Watching them young girls run round does always make him come home feeling randy. She getting better, he say. You know it's she father that puts she in netball, but I think she's starting to enjoy it a little bit. He raise up and go putty bag in the hall closet, get a beer from the fridge and disappear into the bedroom to go bathe. I missed the part on the radio where they had spelled the name of the woman singer in Sweden. Good evening, beautiful brown, full-bodied lady. How you do this fine twilight? You smelling nice, nice. I'd really like to give you some babies. About 73 or 74 would make us proud, don't you think? We'd make a lovely swarm together. Can I get a ride? Really, Oswald, is that how you want to approach me? Trivia tucks she wings in close, lowers she hind parts protectively, and waves she left antenna at Oswald as if clearing the air. I see you. Yeah, you're handsome. Yeah, you're looking healthy. Where you stay? I thought you was over by where the man does park the car, but me ain't smell that oil and gas odor on you. Me dear Trivia, I could call you Trivia, right? Me wouldn't dare harbor myself where me could be disturbed from a sweet and restful slumber by the back-breaking pressure of one of them brutish tires ending me life. No desire of mine. I does relax over by the trash bins on the sunset side of the house. It's not that far. It's a great variety of eating places within walking distance. It got historical, traditional, innovative, vegetarian, prescatarian, and the usual fusion. You feeling hungry? Come by me for a while and let me tempt you. Oswald turned, hoping to be followed. You can stop showing off any time now, Oswald. I have plenty children already. Trivia started to move off towards she nest at the base of the kasha bush beside the hibiscus hedge.
She had spent the night enjoying the warmth and aromas of the almost empty beer and soda bottles, but with the sun on the rise, she didn't have time to be standing out here in the open, refusing Oswald again. Besides, she continued, if I decide to make more babies, I demand more than a smear of mushy mess, the majority of which does end up dribbling down my legs, causing even more of you to follow me around. Is so it go? Trivia, you certainly worth trailing behind. I always admire the fine way you carry yourself. Come on over to my place. Let me feed you while you tell me your demands. Your coloring attracts me. Them lovely dark patches down your back. I would gaze at them while ain't gonna be no gazing. Trivia turned to go. Oswald scurried a little to her left. Maybe she hadn't gotten a good look at his wings, how strong they were, how unusually long. He fluttered them open just a little. At least let me escort you to your nest. She changed direction. Oh, don't be like that, fine lady. I just want to ensure your safety. Wouldn't want you to be prey for any hungry bird like that banana quit up there in the flamboyant tree. Trivia, look up. What bird? What banana quits? She ain't seen no bird. And I protect our children just as well. Oswald opened his wings to their full extension, face to face with Trivia now. He grinned. I've been practicing for over six months now. I just come out in the backyard for about two hours in the middle of the night. Don't nobody notice. If I sex up boy or hard, he'd asleep like he dead. If he sex me too, too good, I mightn't get up neither but that don't happen enough to keep me from practice. First, I used to come out in my nighty, but that changed when I fall down too many times. Now I just keep an old pair of jeans by the back porch. I just roll them up and put them in a plastic bag, cause one time I find a mahogany bird on the left leg. Me ain't know who was more shocked, me or she. It waved the antenna at me as if in warning before skittering away. I could see twas a she, but she belly fat, fat with eggs. I screeched loud and jumped round like I was dancing for truth. People say when I scream, I just sound like a horny cat. So I showed them inside sleeping and even turn over. Of course, I had think to step on she, but as she was moving fast and she was outside, in her home, not inside, in mine, I calmed myself. I is a mother too. Plastic bag make me both happy. Once the bottles them all lay out in a rough square, I rest most of my leg weight upon the nearest one. A thing I learn is to put them down in a grid pattern so they ain't all facing the same way. Then they ain't so quick to dash me to the ground. I roll my foot on the first one, toes, arch, heel, back and forth, till my foot know the bottle and the bottle know me. Then I roll over two bottles, then three, I ain't standing on it yet, mine. Just my leg weight. Then I switch off and do the other foot, the other leg. Come time, I think. But Mabel, you stupid or what? Why you lay out 30 bottles when you're only practicing with six? But I like the look of all of them splayed out in front of me. They know I come in soon as I get good enough. It's like they are ocean of glass and I learning to swim. Some of them, I must curl my toes to grip and others I must make me foot more round. Before I put me full heavy weight, what me doctor ain't happy about, but me and Boyo does enjoy.
I decide to try two foot together. I sit down on the ground, raise my knees in the air, and learn to roll to two of them same time, moving in circles, triangles, checkerboard squares, heel-toe rhythms. One thing I tell you, my belly gone flatter doing that. Weeks go by till I feel to move to sitting up in a folding chair what I bring from the back porch. I'm making the patterns more intricate, but I still ain't standing up on them for real yet. Mommy, 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 guess what? That is my middle daughter, Rue, screaming into the phone while I at work. I keep trying to tell she these things have microphone, but she does talk like old people on the phone, always yelling. But that is she all over. She gonna talk, she gonna tell, and when she excited, she gonna yell. She called me on my work number two, cause she know me cell phone packed down in my bag. I take the black receiver, plastered over with property of consumer affairs, out the back door. The green garbage bins busy feeding flies and I step more into the parking lot. Okay, I listening. What happened, Ru? I got it, I got it, I got it. Ruby going for so much, me ain't sure what we celebrating. Dean's list, Valedictorian, scholarship award. She graduating from University of the Virgin Islands in June. We still working out how to pay for she masters in journalism. I was picked to be secondary announcer at Calypso Tent. I'm going to be live on air, on the radio and TV, and people will be streaming it from all over the world. Oh, yo, child, that is great. Just great. I'm so proud of you. When you find out just now? Yes, Dr. Cyril called me. I sent him an audition tape. Lots of people did, and he picked me. Me. I know you're going to be wonderful, Ru. You're made to do this. You just see everything and tell all. You is just right for the job. He gonna love working with you. I hope so. I have a meeting with him next week. And then every two weeks until carnival. Uh-huh. She calming down a little. And I could bring the phone closer to my ear. I notice I standing on one foot. Circling me ankle in the air. I switch to the other foot. The heat getting to me. The stench of food waste from the cook shop two doors down. The cement alley come like an oven, baking everything in sight. I'm glad you called me. This is wonderful news. They're going to call your father now? I'll call him later when he gets home. I have to go back to class. I'll come visit on Sunday. What you cooking? I'm going to surprise you, I tell she. But really ain't going to be no surprise. I'm going to make she favorites. Trivia napping in the green ting soda bottle when she finds herself swooping through the air and then placed back on the cooling ground. She could see a bright light swinging about till it comes to shine directly in she eyes and she wanted to run, run and hide, but she couldn't self see what going on. Twas in the moon, moving so fierce and close, now even the back porch light, which all of them had done get used to. Trivia wished she was in a dark brown red striped beer bottle instead, where she could have blend in a little more. She creep nearer to the opening and peer out, and ten eye twitching with fear. Could she make a run for it, climb over all them bottles, up and down the slippery waves of glass, and make it back to the hibiscus hedge before death finds she? She was still to teach she youngest how to make green leaf mold. She and she mother supposed to go foraging for dead crab leavings next bright moon. Trivia had seen the woman, Mabel, come out in the night and play with the bottles many times before, but she had never come this early. 
This time, as the commotion continued, with bottles landed everywhere and the light from the woman hand lantern searching out the creator's own footsteps, Trivia could only wait and wonder why she always takes such risks. She knows she loved the slight pressure she feel when she crawling into each new bottle. She knows she loved to wallow in the smells and pool in puddles. She wonder if she best friends and she worst enemies both right, and she gonna die a death that swarms will be warned about for generations. Triviaitis, death by stupidity. The light steadied and stilled, and Trivia moved closer to the neck of the bottle to peek out. A foot, Mabel's naked foot came down at her. Trivia scream. I had just finished working out a very simple routine when Boyo come sneaking up behind me and I almost break a bottle I land so hard. Mabel, what you doing out here in the middle of the night, baby? He say it gently, like he think I crazy and he gonna have to take me to the building without no windows. Not then, I say, they lie all around me. You been getting up in the night a lot. I thought you was watching TV. Something wrong? You feeling all right? You ain't sick, are you? Or you talking on the phone to some man? No, man, I ain't talking to nobody. You ain't see the phone there on the charger where I does leave it? Then what you doing? He stepped closer. Why you have all these bottles strewn about the yard? I start to pick them up, gathering seven of them in the crook of my arm. I could carry a lot one time now, after almost a year. I teach myself to dance on bottles, I mumble. He hear me, though. What's stupidness, you talking woman? I turn to him, ready to claim ain't nothing again, and then I get hot. It's stupidness, yes, but it's my stupidness. I ain't bothering nobody, and I ain't having a good time with it. And if you ain't happy for me, then leave me alone. He reeled back, not expecting how mad he make me so fast. Mabel, baby, he say, putting on his seductive voice. Leave that for now and come get in the bed. You need to rest. I suck my teeth and carry my bottles over to the cashier bush, throwing them down harder than I usually do. I go back for more, and he stand there watching me, big hands in his pajama pants pocket. I ain't know why pajama pants does have pockets. We must pay for dreams now. I'm coming soon, I tell him. By the time I reach the bedroom, after taking off the jeans and washing me face and feet, Boyo was done sleep and snoring. As he feel me beside him, he pushy hardness on me backside, wrappy hand around me right breast, and start to stroke him ahead, which I had done braid and cover for the night. You acting crazy, woman, you know that? It's a harmless crazy, I say. Get used to it. I still mad. Next morning, hear what Boyle tell me. I gonna help you. I is a good coach. Tonight, let me see what you're doing. I turn from the stove. Why? I ask him. Because I've been seeing the light in your eye from when we had first meet. I turned back to the stove, a big grin split in my face. All right, I tell him. I show you. You think Boyo keep your mouth shut? No. He tell everybody. He tell Finality and Rue, called Gloria and Kenyatta, who both stayed side in college now. Your mommy gonna be in parade, he say. He get the mix up, he's so excited. No, 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 not parade. Tent, Calypso tent night. She gonna perform, dancing on glass bottles. She have this routine, you have to see it to believe it. 
It's like magic, like a miracle, because you know your mother ain't no lightweight. Kenyatta, who always practical, asked what kind of shoes I wear in and what song I dance into. Gloria come with. Mommy, do you really think that's safe? When last you see safe, I asked she. Once you're born, safe done. Rue think it's wonderful because, and she ain't say it like this, but I know whether good or bad is more publicity for she. And finality, she barely want to talk to me because I say embarrassment. She's 16. After Trivia's near-death experience, when Mabel's foot almost crushed she in a Jarito's Cameron soda bottle, she decided to give Oswald a ride. He was right about all the good places to eat round by his side of the house. They've been walking out at night together through the whole of the hurricane season, and she carrying. She had made six broods already, and he had five himself. So when they all together, they just make a green tree look brown. One night, Oswald said they should all go up in the flamboyant tree to watch what Mabel and Boyo are doing. They start to gather there every night. Oswald does keep up a running commentary on the happenings in the yard. He know more about humans than any of them, because he does watch the television and listen to the radio through the window. More than once, he jokes had make everyone in the tree flutter with laughter, till Mabel and Boyle notice them and decide to practice done for the night. Since Boyle done tell everybody he know that I gonna be in Calypso tent, everybody got something to say. One set of people is, you really shouldn't, and aren't you too old? And they want to say too fat, but they ain't there. And the next set giving me suggestions and ideas. Next thing you know, I have a costume and a headdress. I decide to do my dance to a steel pan version of the song I think will make World March. The song named Flinging Thing, and it's about dancing, pelting waves, walking up. But I like to think when I step on the bottles that the soda does fly out and go up the noses of the people who are doing evil. Boyo helped me choreograph the steps. That was one of the hardest things I ever do. Harder even than learning to ride life's ups and downs and not take it out on the people around me. Harder even than learning to let the multicolored vessels buoy me, even though I know I should be falling and getting cut to shreds. In time, I start to arrange the bottles so the size, placement, and colors help me remember the steps. The sound they make when I move on them, only I could hear. But it add to the rhythm and keep me pointing, flexing, and arching. Keep me dancing till the song done. You have your two-legged, your four-legged, your six-legged, your winged, and your scaled. We, being gifted with wings and legs, have to help those with limited abilities, Oswald say. He's standing on a dying flower. A bright orange color make a good background, and they could all see him clear, clear. He voice not loud, and them in the middle have to repeat his words for them on the far side. May I see why you want us to help them now, in this way, Uncle Yellow Shade into Babe say. He always contrary and grumpy because he never get to meet it to do with the coloring. Uncle Yellow shade into beige. We all know you as kind and generous. 
directly descended from the original primordial line of keepers of the soil. Listen here, Oswald. Don't you try tell me what me and mine and you and yours and all of us been doing since time began. We know that. What me want to know is why me should leave me comfortable, fragrant hole to go in motor vehicle following after these two-legged hairless primate. We live good here in the yard, yes, the food good, but we do what come natural and ain't owe them no more than that. What kind of why you got for that, eh? When them in the back get the word, they bring the opposition forward in a loud chorus. Yeah, why? Why? That easy, Oswald shout. It'll be fun. Trivia know he losing them. They need us, but they don't know they need us. And they don't really appreciate us, Trivia say. This a chance to show them how beautiful we are. What appreciate tastes like, Mama? One of Trivia's youngest asks. Tastes like chicken? No, more like ice cream, Trivia answered. Delicious, but not necessarily nutritious. Well, who need it then? Uncle Yellow Shading to Beige rise up, getting ready to leave. Consider shoes, Oswald bellow. Shoes? Trivia look over at Oswald with she antenna drooping. There will always be shoes, right? Who here ain't had a wild scare with shoes? Oswald turned. Looking behind himself into the empty air, as if death stalking them all now. It quickly gone quiet as everyone strained to see the threat. There will always be shoes. Oswald turned back and bawled out again. The anxious among them jump, ready to fly. Bird shoes, mongoose shoes, poison spray shoes, am I right? Rat shoes, tire shoes. There will always be some kind of shoe ready to squeeze the ooze out of you and leave your belly up. But until that night come, let me make some fun. What I say in is let me be altogether shoeless. Oswald spread his wings and fluttered them wide. He bounced up and down on the flower, shouting at them, Shoeless, shoeless, shoeless. When he missed his landing and fall gracelessly to the ground, they leaned to stare down at him. One thing they all agree on, except Uncle Yellow Sheet into Beige, Oswald certainly entertaining. The big day come, and we in the car driving down to the baseball stadium where the Calypso tent being held. It's only 4.30 in the afternoon, and the show don't start till 7. We rest the bottles near enough to the stage, so it would only take about 10 minutes to get them set up. The audience can be restless, but it can be helped. I so nervous, I can't self-enjoy the other people act. Me mother ears does perk up every time I hear my daughter's voice through the loudspeakers, and I know she doing good. Boy, you're rubbing me hands and even my feet when I sit down, trying to keep me calm. I run into the routine in my head, matching each note with a step. When time come, Boyo and Finality go on stage to place the bottles. Rue on stage with Doc Cyril, and they keeping the audience laughing. Doc Cyril teasing Finality because he knows she is Rue's sister, even though she covered from head to foot in a clown costume. Boyo ain't bothered with no disguise, as he done tell everybody, and when he decide to do a thing, he don't have no shame. It's my turn now, and the music start. The bottles set up good in the hexagon shape we had practiced. My costume, 
a brown bodysuit with strips of different colored filmy cellophane twirl and catch the light as I move. It make a crinkling sound like the fizz of a bubbly drink. My headdress is a tight-fitting crown with a three-foot spray of white feathers shooting up in the air. I dance round the stage one time, letting my body and the bottles and my feet feel this new place. Soon as I step on the first bottle, it crack and crumble. It had happened when I first started practicing, but not in a long, long time since. It's the difference between the wood stage floor and the soft ground of my backyard. I gonna look a fool in front of everybody. The one thing I try to do for myself, for fun, gonna bring my head low, lower than it ever been before when I was doing all that was necessary without nothing frivolous. A sharp pain go at my foot and I could feel the lightning of it all the way up to my groin. My eyes fill up with tears. I had tried to teach my children to do right, to strive, to be responsible. This is my chance to teach them to reach for joy, for happiness, for fun born of foolishness. And I'm making a mess of it. Step on the next bottle slower, losing the beat, trying not to panic. I could feel my blood pulsing out of the arch of my foot and I feel the slipperiness and I know I'm in trouble. I carry on even though I could hear the audience murmuring and feel the shame crawling on my skin. I breathe hard and look past the lights up into the night sky, avoiding the faces of the people I've been revolving around on this small island me whole life. Just when I feel I could get back into the rhythm, despite the sharpness of the pain, the music gone bad. I hear Boyo cussing, but he's smart and had bring a backup recording, which he was playing same time. The speaker's not strong, but me and most of the people close to the stage could hear it. The audience gone quiet, quiet. Come the last chorus. The blood from my bleeding foot causing me to glide and shimmy in ways I never practice. Arms flailing, waist pelting, knees bending. I barely maintain my balance. But me ain't fall yet. Next thing, I hear the audience screaming. Could it be me they're celebrating? Me, who all my life had do all my shoulds and none of my coulds? The smile I had wear for the stage turned real. When I reach off the stage, I find Boyo's face stiff with shock. I can't hear Rue at all, but Doc Cyril repeating like a crazy man. I never see that before. Trivia and Oswald had followed Mabel, Boyo, and Finality, but Mabel's dance was almost done by the time Oswald cajoled everyone to come back and line up on the roof of the stage. When Mabel do she final move, hop stepping to the front, with she arms floating like butterfly wings, the rainbow-colored cellophane tapes on she costume lapping up the stage lights and flinging colors like sparks. Oswald, Trivia, and all he could find jump from the roof and flutter in the air behind she. The many weeks of sticky soda and beer on their wings catch the light and shade the flavors into bright colors. They arrange themselves 
in the shape of the flamboyant tree they know so well and hang there, swaying as if being touched by a small breeze. Then, for their own finale, they form up into their own shape, one huge, glistening Platella Asakatini, 838 roaches fluttering in the air as one, right behind the grinning Mabel, defying shoes. I don't work at the Department of Consumer Affairs no more. They call me the Roach Lady. I dance, they come, and I lead the roaches out the people's homes and up into the hills. Everybody happy and nobody sick or dying. Harbor Market, nor none of them, ain't sell none of that poisonous pesticide for months. Gloria and Kenyatta glad they in the States, even though I done been on the news four times already. Boy, you think it's great since me income triple and he almost famous. Rue okay, she all about Rue and she know how to make a good thing better. Finality, well, she can't wait to be grown and move out. Me, I hope I make Miss Aggie proud. Welcome back. You have been listening to Celeste Rita Baker reading her story, The Bottle Dancer. We hope you enjoyed it. If so, please help spread the word by leaving a review or rating at iTunes or the social media venue of your choice. Our editor is John Joseph Adams, and this podcast is copyright 2020 by Lightspeed Magazine. As a listener to this podcast, you know that we publish it and most of the rest of our content for free online. If you don't already support our Hugo Award-winning journal, please consider checking out our many options, including ebook subscriptions and recurring patronage via Patreon at lightspeedmagazine.com/support. Lightspeed is sponsored this month by John Joseph Adams Books, a science fiction fantasy imprint of Houghton Mifflin Harcourt, whose current feature titles are Chosen Ones the first novel for adults by number one New York Times bestselling author Veronica Roth, and later in April 2020, Creatures of Charm and Hunger by Molly Tanzer. Skyboat Media, the most respected independent audio production team on the West Coast, produces the stories for this podcast. They are headed by the Audi and Grammy Award-winning narrators Stefan Rudnicki and Gabrielle DeCure. Be sure to check out their website at skyboatmedia.com. Post-production was by yours truly. Our music and sound logos were composed and performed by Jack and Cade. Thanks for listening. That's all for now. See you on the Bitstream. I'm Jim Freund wishing you cheers from all of us at Lightspeed. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.